Hi, my name is Siobhan Lancaster and I'm the Managing Director CEO of 92 Energy. 92 Energy is a uranium exploration company. We're exploring for uranium in the Tier 1 jurisdiction of the Athabasca Basin in Canada. Um, and we have recently discovered the GMZ uh, discovery, uh, which is a near-surface basement-hosted discovery, which has had some brilliant results, and we're here today to talk about that. You are indeed, Siobhan. Lovely to see you. I, think I saw you in London, and since then you've... Um, well, have you been on various roadshows? Have you been sort of talking to the market? What are you hearing? Yeah, look, absolutely. I've been touring around the market in Sydney. There's a definitely a, a lot of funds that are very interested in the uranium market at the moment, um, particularly around that decarbonisation story, um, in light of what they're seeing um, with the energy crisis over in Europe. So it's very interesting times. Um, definitely the sentiments really shifted um, over in the last year. Uh, and, and it's a really interesting time to just get around there and, and talk to the market about what everyone's thoughts are. Well, and what, what are the thoughts? Because you, you sound like you're talking to also some generalists kind of looking in, whereas mainly being for industry-specific funds, now you're talking to generalists, so people are very interested in energy security, but what, what are their expectations of a, of a small uranium uh, exploration company, and, and what are you telling them? Well, look, obviously, we've just had a fantastic discovery. Um, we've, we've really got a great story. We listed only a year and a half ago, and uh, we had that fantastic discovery, which has plenty of potential upside. So that, of course, has got the market very excited on its own. And as you would know, uranium discoveries, uh, they tend to be where all that um, uplift in share prices are, particularly uh, in a booming uranium cycle. So there's a lot of interest around that, but then also more generally around the uranium market um, and, and really how nuclear can really provide that solution for 24-7 baseload energy, uh, which, uh, you know, is carbon free and really, uh, I, I would argue, the best source of energy around. Right, no, no, no doubt. But um, you used the word booming there and... I'm trying for people looking at new people looking into the uranium space and going, well, what, what's all this about? We're, we're hearing, you know, um, green energy and clean energy and all of these wonderful buzzwords. But what's it, what's it actually mean in terms of investing? Which is, it, it seems like it's not booming at the moment. It's not the word I would use. Is there a kind of seasonality to this? Look, absolutely. I mean, um, uh, I think when we started 92 Energy, uh, the uranium spot price was still sitting around the mid-30s. Um, now it's sitting around $50 a pound. So there's certainly been a massive uplift in the uranium price over the last year and a half. Um, and, and there's certainly a seasonality behind that uranium pricing. So we've just come off the back of the WNA conference. You saw that little bit of the uplift for the uh, uranium price. That's pulled back a, a little bit, probably because of the more broader macroeconomic themes that are uh, really doing the rounds in the market at the moment. But then we'll start to see that sort of seasonality kick in in October uh, after the um, fuel conference um, in Las Vegas. So that's really when the buying patterns start in the uranium market. Um, and you do start to see that spot price start to lift towards the end of the year um, if, if you have a look at the charts and sort of the way the market has worked traditionally. Okay, okay. 
We'll, we'll look out for that one. It certainly happened last year. Well, I hope it happens this year. Um, well, let, let's, let's talk about how you're coming at this, Kurt, right? So you're an Aussie company in the Athabasca Basin. We've heard lots of, um, uh, we've done lots of interviews with people in the Athabasca Basin. We've seen lots of new entrants in the Athabasca Basin. It seems to be the signal for success. We're well, certainly in the minds of some of these CEOs. What, what's, what's the reality of how you're coming at this? And you can start anywhere. GMC seems to be the most recent thing. So maybe talk about you know what you're doing there. Yeah, sure, certainly. So um, we started with a greenfield exploration target um, at Gemini. Um, we we took a very systematic approach to how we were going to explore that, and we we're very fortunate to have a discovery off the back of some really impressive technical work that was done by our technical team. Um, so I, I always like to say, you know, Australian and Canadian teams, they work absolutely brilliantly together. You can see the history in the Athabasca Basin with NextGen and ISO Energy and now 92 Energy. It's a very good winning combination. And that's really because we come at things from a different approach but work really well together as teams. So we obviously had that prospectivity study over the Athabasca Basin um, and, and we used that to peg those initial projects or to pick up those initial projects, which is how we then came about um, uh, having a target of Gemini. We flew a VTEM, so very systematic. Everything we do is systematic. We had geochemistry results. We had radioactive boulders. So we pulled together a big story about where we thought there was potential uranium. And of course, we had that success in the fourth drill hole. And we've been very systematic in how we drill it and how we approach it ever since. So our first drill program, you know, was that initial drill program. We took baby steps. So we were just really moving out from that mineralization, trying to work out the geology and the structure and how it was all working. And so as we get more and more familiar, we step out, we've been vectoring in onto that mineralization. And of course, this this um, this particular dual program that we've had, we had some high grade mineralization. It was an absolutely phenomenal drill hole of 42 metres at, at 0.61%, um, including 6 metres at 2% uranium. So phenomenal drill result there, which sort of indicates to us that there's a, a nice high-grade zone associated with the, the GMZ zone that we're looking at. So again, we're going to follow up with that in the next drill program. Um, so we're going to do some geophysics. That's the next thing which we can talk about. We've got 1.8 kilometres of trend to the north and we're going to apply all that knowledge that we now have of the GMZ and use that geophysical signature to really target where those potential next zones are moving to the north. So very exciting um, times for the upside, um, potential upside of 92 Energy and the Gemini project. Right, so that's, that's, that's Gemini. Um, and, and I want to kind of stick there for a bit before we kind of move on to some of the other projects in the portfolio. Um, which is, we've had another company come on, they've got a property close to yours, um, and they're arguing the case that it's a better project because we don't have some of the issues that perhaps some of the other players might do in the basin because of, you know, I, I guess, you know, water would be uh, something that he would point to. Um, and the fact that um, the kind of grades that you're seeing, so, you know, aren't quite as good as some of the, the, the guys in the basin, but they're, they're shallower. The nearest surface, the economics will stack up. You will get the scale. So, I mean, what, you talk about systematic approach to this. What do you feel you need to see to be able to um, say to the market, you know what, I think we've got something which stacks up in terms of the scale and the economics, et cetera. So what, how, do you, how do you go out that systematically? 
Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we've obviously been stepping out and trying to demonstrate that that mineralisation hangs together, which we've already proven it hangs together very, very well as a zone. So uh, the way that these sort of systems tend to work is they tend to have several zones attached along a trend. So if you look at, um, for example, the discovery of the Triple R deposit, um, which was the Patterson Lake um, trend, along the Patterson Lake trend, you know, they had those initial zones that they discovered before they then went in one kilometre to the north and and hit that 100 million pounds of uranium there. So that's the sort of systematic approach we'll be taking. There's some, um, uh, some geophysics that... Um, a very uh, peculiar or uh, to the the Gemini project and the GMZ area, and we'll be applying those that geophysics knowledge um, and and doing a geophysics program. So we're flying um, airborne EM um, or doing sorry ground EM, and we're doing. Um, a drone magnetic survey as well. So that will go all along strike to 1.8 kilometres to the north and um, we should get some very good information off the back of that as to where those other additional potential zones are. In terms of the economics, you know, certainly it being near surface um, is a tremendous, um, tremendous value. It being in basement rocks, so those rocks are competent, much easier to mine than that sandstone um, hosted um, uh, unconformity related deposits that you see, for example, in Cigar Lake. Um, so much more competent rock. It's a very traditional sort of open pit sort of mining um, method. And um, so, yeah, absolutely, our next door neighbours are correct in saying that, you know, sometimes you're better off to have slightly lower grade and be in those basement hosted rocks than to be in the um, sandstone. Um, and certainly the economics can be a lot better. Right, but, but explain that to people because there's this kind of massive debate. Well, it's, it's, it's ongoing <laughs> for, for as long as I can remember. It's, you know, grade is king. Explain precisely why eventually the fact that your grades aren't anywhere near some of the big numbers we've seen come out of, you know, some of, some of the larger um, uranium explorers and developers. What, why it doesn't matter? Why it shouldn't matter? So there's a there's a difference here between the unconformity uh, related deposits and the basement hosted deposits. Um, the unconformity hosted deposits tend to be deeper, and therefore the type of mining that is required is underground mining. Of course, underground mining, as you would know, is always a far more expensive method of mining than what an open pit mine might be. And the second thing is the competence of the rocks. So, for example, Cigar Lake, they have to freeze all around the actual mineralised zone to be able to actually mine that. And that's a very expensive process um, that they have to undertake to ensure that, you know, there's no rock collapses, there's no um, leaks and, uh, and water issues, for example. So these are sort of... Uh, uh, these are sort of engineering issues that don't need to be uh, sort of contended with. Um, and of course, uh, this sort of means that you can have slightly lower grade deposits. Um, so if you look at the history of the Athabasca Basin, for example, Rabbit Lake uh, was a very economic mine. Um, 40 million pounds were mined out of Rabbit Lake and the average grade there was 0.3% uranium. Um, so, you know, this is very similar to what we're looking at in terms of um, how deep it is, um, in terms of it being basement hosted um, and in terms of the grade. Right, okay. So, it, and with regards to um, Gemini and, and, and GM said you 
you're, I guess you're funded for that program, aren't you? Because we talked last time, you'd, ra- you'd raised some money earlier in the year, hadn't you? Yes, yeah. sure. So, um, so um, what, what's the plan for the rest of the year on that? So the plan for the rest of the year is, of course, we'll be doing that geophysics. So we're doing a ground geophysics and uh, and, and, and uh, um, drone geophysics over the north of the GMZ along that extension there. And then we'll be doing a drill program um, in, in winter. So that's what the plans for those funds are. Um, we're also doing a small program at Tower at the moment, which we can talk about in a little bit. Well, no, I'm happy to go there now because I kind of want to understand... Um, in a market like this, how small companies, you know, what are you, 40, 50 million, depending on which, which day of the week it is um, at the moment, um, you've, you've raised the money back in June, and um, I'm sort of intrigued about decision making, because a lot of, uh, we've got seeing a lot of companies going, well, do you know what, the market doesn't care, what, whatever we do, they don't care, so we're going to stop work. Others are going, well, actually, we've got the capital to actually deliver the program we said we would, so we're going to do that. Others are saying, well, do you know what? We might do a slightly restrained version of the plan we had until the market pops back. But given what you said at the beginning, uranium market seasonal, uh, what have you decided to do? Look, at the moment, uh, you know, we've made, we're, we're looking at this uh, geophysical program and that's definitely in the, in the cards for the next couple of months. Um, we're doing that small drill program at Tower. The reason we're doing that drill program at Tower, you know, it's something we've always wanted to circle back to. We had so much success at Gemini initially that we haven't had a chance to drill there yet. And of course, that program is in elephant country, you know, so it's 10 kilometres from Cigar Lake. That's really where you find those massive Cigar Lake type systems. So that's what we're looking for there. And, and you know, I think the market's very in favour of, of us doing that drill program. It is a restrained or constrained drill program in terms of we're only doing four to five holes there. Um, but it's enough to really dip our toes in and test some of our theories and, and hopefully, um, you know, some of that technical skills uh, that we had when we first, you know, discovered uh, Gemini, we can apply those technical skills again and, and hopefully we get the same success rate. So, you know, that's why we're going back there. We're drilling there. We're doing that small program. I think it's important for the market that we do what we say we're going to do, particularly in light of the fact that we think the uranium market has a very strong outlook. Um, and, uh, you know, we continue to stick to that position. Um, that, that's really uh, why we started this company. Um, we like to get busy and we like to explore. We're explorers fundamentally. Right. But if I, if I, if I look at the different types of profiles of those, those assets that you're going, going after, mm. you, you reference a Rabbit Lake 0.3 near surfaces, which is, you know, potentially, you know, what, what GMZ may be uh, for you. Obviously, creates a lot, lot higher than that. Um, where Cigar Lake, you know, with your tower project near Cigar Lake, it's, you know, much, much deeper. It's much higher grade. So it's a different type of drilling. So yes. um, to what end do you, you know, bring these projects through? You know, because I can imagine the high grade stuff is going to capture the attention of the market. You put out a nice high grade headline, market goes, wow, another Cigar Lake, potentially. Mm. Uh, whereas the GMZ stuff, it's like going, well, we don't actually understand that enough. Um, so maybe we don't credit that. So, you know, what, what are you trying to build, the picture that you're trying to paint here? I mean, look, it's all about optionality. It's great to have that optionality. We really believe in this program. That's why we're moving it forward. We always have. 
Um, as I said, we got a little bit stuck from our success and that's the reason it hasn't been drilled to date. But we have the opportunity to do it at the moment and so we are doing it. Um, uh, in terms of the depth of those um, those drill holes, it's not it's not a very deep target. So we're looking at about 300 metres to the unconformity. It's not, it's not a 700 metre drilling to the unconformity type program. So it's still fairly shallow and still fairly close to the edge of the basin. Um, so really, if you were to discover something there, it's the perfect position to have a discovery right next to all the infrastructure, you know, in the sandstone, that higher grade sort of mineralization that you could expect at the unconformity as well. Um, and, and it's really a fantastic target and that's why we're drilling them and, and we're pretty excited about it. Okay, and what about the money side of things? Because obviously raising money back in Gene, um, that's going to see you through to when? Because I imagine in the current market, no one wants to go and raise money because it's, it's kind of almost, it's expensive money right right now. Everyone's yeah. off, um, you know. You're not doing too bad. I think you've sort of, I, I, I suspect after your Aussie road trip, you know, the market got interested again, looking at the chart here anyway, um, yeah. but it's kind of come back off again. No one wants to raise capital now. So how are you planning on, <clears throat> on timing that, the next raise? Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, you know, we're very strategic in how we plan everything. Um, you know, as I said, we like to be busy, but not so busy that we're spending money uh, willy-nilly for sure. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, we're always pretty opportunistic with the market. Um, you know, you've got to raise when the time is good. Um, but our money does see us through to the end of the, the, the following drill program that we've got planned um, at Gemini. Right, okay, systematic Siobhan. <laughs> we, <laughs> I want to understand. Um, I hope that doesn't stick. I apologise. Um, I, I, I want to understand now how you, um, how you stand out because there's, there's lots of, we're seeing, we're seeing quite a few Aussie new Aussie players coming into the market as well. The noise is building, the white noise is building. And not all companies, not all CEOs are equal. There will be promoters mm. and, um, and, and, and people just you know, chancing the, to, the riding the wave strategy versus others perhaps um, are serious about doing this. How do you stand out from all those other little noisy uranium explorers? Really interesting question. I think the obvious thing is that we're uranium experts. Um, so everyone uh, has been around during that last cycle. You know, obviously I was part of that um, very famous HUSAB, HUSAB extract story and we, we exited that for $2.2 billion. So, you know, on the corporate side, as well as, you know, the project development and resource phase, that's really where my specialty is. Um, and of course, on the technical side, you know, we've got this fantastic exploration team. They've already proven they're worth 10 times over. You know, Kane and Sariago, you know, he can sniff out uranium from anywhere, really. Um, and and uh, Steve Blower, of course, uh, discovered the hurricane with his team there. That, which is the highest grade deposit in the world. Um, so, you know, we've really got a good, a, a great category of people around us. So that makes us stand out. But also I think it's really obvious, like we were the first company to list on the ASX in 10 years. You've, you've got to be serious about the uranium market and serious about exploration to do that. And I think this really demonstrates that we are very, very serious about what we do. We love exploration and we love the uranium market. So I think that's how we stand out. And, you know, obviously the success uh, that we've had to date is how we stand out as well. So, 
you know, you've just got to keep doing what you do. Um, sometimes you have great weeks and sometimes not so great, but, you know, like we've had a very good run today and I think we'll continue to keep having that good run if we just keep moving forward, looking for the opportunities wherever we can and, you know, just really uh, playing the market as best we can as well. But do, but do, you, do you believe that thing about the run? Because <clears throat> you came out of the gate really strong, got up to like 80 cents or something like that, and obviously... You know, it's, it's it's tougher times right now. Do you feel you're getting the rewards for delivering what you're delivering in terms of discovery, in terms of some of the grades that you're seeing? Um, or is there a moment that you're waiting for to get rewarded for that? And when is it? Yeah, look, really great question. Um, I, I, I feel like we are two steps forward, one steps back in terms of the market. So, you know, our share price has sort of recovered, then it's pulled back again. And it's actually the broader macroeconomic themes that have really caused a lot of issue in terms of where the share price is. So every time, you know, we're sort of doing really well, then we've had a few issues with the macro themes. But, you know, I think the macro themes will start to settle down next year and next year will be a great run. We really think this uranium market, as I said, is going to have its day in the sun. Um, it tends to decouple from the market. I know people have said this before, but it does tend to decouple from the market. So, you know, once that initial fear, people get over that initial fear, you really start to see it move. And I mean, even like in September, you were starting to see it move, even though there was that uh, sort of broader thematic going on in the market, um, which demonstrates when it does move, it moves very fast. So you've got to be positioned um, uh, to really capture that uplift. And, you know, and I think that uplift potentially could happen before the end of the year, very easily. Well, well, let's let's hope so. And just one more on the kind of share register. So you obviously did a, a trip around Sydney, um, saw some of the institutional guys as well. And obviously, you know, one of your biggest institutional shareholders is ISO Energy. Um, are they? Are you in contact with them? That this this is not an overhang. We're not going to suddenly find ISO dumping stock in the market for liquidity here, are we? And if so, who would pick them up? Uh, look, ISO has been extremely supportive since we started. Um, I'm, I'm always in, in contact with ISO as I'm in contact with all of our major shareholders. You know, shareholder uh, communication is very important. So I like to stay in contact with them. And of course, I see them when I go across to Saskatoon. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, look, I, I wouldn't expect that at all. Um, and uh, yeah, we just keep on, uh, you know, staying in contact with them and talking to them the whole way. And good, okay. Well, look, um, Siobhan, and it's, it's, it's a bit of a bit of a slightly dodgy line we've got. Uh, so it's been a uh, appreciate you <laughs> sticking with this conversation um, and giving us an update on what's going on. Um, so lots more success to the, the drill, but we we hope um, stay in touch. Let us know how you get on. Um, looking forward to this little uptick before the end of the year for uranium projects. Appreciate your time. Sure. Thanks.